0: People, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of The Arsenio Buck Show, man. It's good to be back, good to be had, good to be back. Boy, bringing to you another, and I mean another in the last, oh my god, that's so sad to say, in the last chapter of, of course, Dale Carnegie's How to Win and Influence People. Man, this has been a wonderful ride. I told you guys in yesterday's podcast that it's been a long time since I've done this, and of course, this book that I got right next to me, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, this was the book that ultimately ended up propelling and changing my life. <laughs> one of the greatest books of all time, honestly, and now I'm topping it off with this, and how... You can really influence people. Now, of course, tomorrow's going to be the full book review. I'll try jotting down and it down a lot of different things. I'll write and post a very, very uh, extensive blog also for those non-native English speakers out there. Uh, and I'll also put my podcast on the blog for each one. So basically for each chapter that I've done or that I have found very, very uh, influential in my life, I will put those down in each segment. So of course, whichever segment I choose to do, I'll write a little bit on it, then I'll post the podcast on there. All right. So guys, if you guys have been following this book and you guys have been following my other books, man, it's been a special ride. It's been a beautiful ride. Uh, and this is the end of all Dale Carnegie's books. Uh, there are no other books. Of course, there is, of course, uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, a lot of other things, but there are some great books coming out in terms of Gary V's book. I still need to finish up on Napoleon Hills book. I'm gonna get back into Del Cardi. As a matter of fact, public speaking for success. But that won't that'll be like a secondary podcast. So that won't be posted as the primary. It'll be posted as the secondary. Alright, so again, I got the Lewis Hose podcast that I still do. I got a couple other things, and I'm still contemplating very, very heavily on traveling to Jakarta, Indonesia for, of course, the <laughs> Wonderful Christmas, oh, not not Christmas, but I'm sorry, New Year's festivities. So, with that being said, people, we're going to dive into this. We're going to dive into this, and I just want you to know that you can actually make people glad to do what you want. You just have to come at them in a beneficial way. So, let me, uh, let me, okay, I'm going to give you a couple of stories. Now, check this out. There was a, I was just thinking about this recently. Um, there was a man that actually cussed out my friends and I while we were playing football outside of his apartment. And this man was, uh, I don't know if he was druggy. I do not care. But this is about 18 years ago when I was 11 years old. And so instead of making enemies and instead of having my father probably choke him out, he became friends with me. He said, you know what? Can you take out my trash for me? And I was making some really, really good money. I mean, five, can you imagine making $5 in 1999? That's literally an hour's worth of work, literally. And so making that amount of money and being able to buy things and whatnot, it was remarkable. Until my brother, of course, told my mom, eh, he's selling drugs and saying, oh my God, no, I don't want you to take out his trash anymore because my brother was jealous that he wasn't making any money. Welcome to my life. But you know what? I'm trying to tackle this from a different perspective rather than getting a little bit off track. Because if you offer someone something in return for the services that they do, they're more prone to do it, right? So here we go. We got a story. We got a story by the name of a man named Dale. Let's call him Dale. Dale of Indiana. He encouraged one of his young children to do a chore just by doing something very, very short. So check this out. He said, quote, he said, one of Jeff's chores was to pick up pears from under the pear tree. So the person who was mowing the lawn underneath it wouldn't have to pick them up themselves right he didn't like this chore and of course he frequently always you know you know complained about it and said you know the lawnmower would just suck them up and do this and do that and uh he wouldn't yeah a lot of different excuses okay like any other young child would he said i don't want to pick up all these damn pears underneath a pear tree yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, who you got other better things to do with, like playing with your friends or going running after the ice ice cream truck, right? So rather than having an idol you know, eyeball to eyeball confrontation about it, he told himself one day. He said, "You know what, Jeff? I make a deal with you. Okay, for every basket full of pears you pick up, I'll pay you one dollar. But after you are finished, for every pear I find left in the yard." I'll take away a dollar. How does that sound? And of course, as you would expect, he not only picked up all the pears, but literally the father ended up having to keep an eye on him to see that he didn't pull off the trees to fill up some of the baskets. All right? So basically he would co- go to other trees just to... <laughs> Can you imagine climbing the tree, like pulling off all the pears like that that are prematurely, you know... Uh whatever you want to sprout or or whatever right whatever you want to call them I don't know how you call them, but let's just say it like that. can you imagine your son climbing up the tree trying to fill up these back you know baskets pulling off all the the uh, the the pears off the tree just so he could get some money but that influenced him heavily. Do you see where I'm going with this? I'll give you another story. He said he knew a man of course Del Carnegie, he knew a man that refused any invitation any invitations to speak. Okay, it could be invitations extended by friends, coming from people who he actually felt obligation from. He just literally refused it. But how did he do it? Was it merely talking about, "Oh, I'm I'm too busy. I'm too this. I'm too that." No. After expressing appreciation of the invitation and regretting his in- inability to accept it, he suggested another speaker. In other words, he didn't give the other person any time. To feel unhappy about the refusal, he immediately changed the other person's thoughts to some other speaker who could accept the invitation. This is the power of salesmanship, I believe, because this actually happened to me quite a few times. When I go to the store, only in America, obviously, and I'm like, oh, do you guys have this? He's like, oh, unfortunately, we don't. But they hurry up and say but and they hurry up and try to instead of me expressing my negativity and getting my full thought out, they literally implement something else. Another suggestion in my mind saying, you know what, but this is actually better. They give me an option. Now, of course, in Thailand, it's completely different. If I say, hey, do you have this? Their four favorite phrases are my, my, me, "meow," and met I. No, we can't, we don't have, we don't care. <laughs> oh, that was funny. But anyways, this is the art of salesmanship. This is how you win people. It's kind of like your son. Your son's saying, Coming home and you promised him, you know, like a bowl of ice cream or something from the ice cream truck. And then he came home too late because the ice cream truck runs probably between 5 and 6 p.m. And he was out playing with his friends and he runs up to you. He's like, Daddy, Daddy, man, I I missed the ice cream truck. And he starts crying. And you say, you know what, son? I've got something better. Come with me. And then you drive in a car. You go to the store and you buy ice cream from him. For him or for her. Whatever. Whatever the situation may be. See? Being able to change a person's thoughts immediately after that unhappiness of, you you know, basically from the refusal or from something not happening or from them not getting what they want, you can win immediately. Immediately. Now, there's another man by the name of Gunter, okay? Let's just say he lived in West Germany. So, basically... Uh, there was a, there was a, an employee at a food store that was literally placing the wrong price tags on the shelves on the items that were basically placed, right? Right, it caused confusion, it caused a lot of things. Basically, people went into the store and they found $10 oranges, okay? It was ridiculous. And people were angry, people were this, people were that, there were reminders, there were so many different things until finally Gutner he called in this particular individual into his office, appointing her to the supervisor of price tag posting for the entire store. And she would be responsible for keeping all of the shelves properly tagged. This new responsibility, Entitled, changed. and well, Yeah, Entitled, changed, or Entitled, changed. Entitled! Basically changed her attitude completely. That specific title of being a supervisor of price tag posting. She fulfilled her duties way more than she ever did. And you know what? There were no more problems in terms of wrong price tags on wrong items. See, the effective leader should keep the following guidelines. Now, let me tell you guys what these guidelines are. Number one, you need to be sincere. Do not promise anything that you cannot deliver. So I stopped making promises a very, very long time ago. But you know what? If there's something that I need from one of my associates who I talk to right now, she's like, AJ, you know, AJ, well, basically my nickname. I need this by tonight. okay? we need these things done by Thursday. Can you please get that for me? Absolutely. And I hurry up and get it done. It's not a mundane task, but it is a high priority task. Right. And of course, I'm not going to say, oh, I promise. I promise this. I promise that. Such as she said, hey, you know what? When are you going to be finished with these particular things? Because we want to be able to sell them. And I'm like, oh, man. And, of course, it's a very, very, it's like a a year-long project. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get on it as soon as possible, but I'm not going to promise you anything. Because promises bring disappointment. Forget about the benefits to yourself. Concentrate on the benefits of the other person. In terms of this specific project, she said, listen. All right, we might make $10 off per practice test that we sell alright We're going to give you about one hundred, basically $3 of that. And I said to myself, I said, well, $3, obviously not that much, but it does not matter because I'm doing it for the sake of them. And, of course, they're not going to profit that much either because printing items, doing this, doing that, and everything, recordings, you see what I mean? Do you guys get the drift? Always do it for the other person. See, that's why, the, of course, the job, I wouldn't even say a job, the place that I'm working at right now, She came to me. She said, can you develop a conversation course? I did. And it went on to amass millions upon millions of bot. How much did I get of that? Only $200. How much did they make of that? Over probably 60,000 US dollars. Funny because uh, just about two, three weeks ago, my job is on the line for foolishness, but I won't even get into that. Just saying, did it for the benefit of the company. And since then, obviously, it's been downhill since, yeah. So because that's probably why I needed to leave. But anyways, that's number one. Do it for the benefit of other people, basically. The habit of doing more than what you're paid to do. Number two, know exactly what it is you want the other person to do. You have to be specific about it. Number three, you have to be empathetic. I was going to say empathic, like empathic listening. You have to be empathetic. Ask yourself what. It is the other person really wants. What it is the other person really wants. If this person wants this, say, you know what? I'm going to do this, 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 and then you'll get this. And you know what? They do it wonderfully. You know what? If my mom actually set up wonderful chores to where she's like, hey, you'll have a weekly allowance. If you do this, you do this, you do this, you have to check and I have to sign off on it. It'd be a wonderful thing. It would have. And I do know, but the thing is, I actually kicked myself in the ass just a little bit because I think I could have done a hell of a lot more to help my mother uh, around the house. But it's all good. Huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's go on to number four. Number four, consider the benefits that person will receive from doing what you suggest. You have to talk about the benefits. What's in it for them? You can't just bark orders without, you know, saying, "Uh, excuse me, what am I getting for this? It's kind of like where, obviously, my that, that place where I'm at right now, um, you know, they say, hey, are you free this day? Are you free this day? I'm like, what's in it for me? Uh, this money? Well, uh, the money ain't anything. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm basically two steps away from this place right now. You need to give me more. What else am I going to get out of it? Nothing. Especially what I'm teaching right now. It's not like I'm teaching business laws. It's not like I'm teaching presentations or debates or anything like elsewhere. So what am I getting from it? You're telling me all I'm going to do is just make this small amount of money when I could be making 400% more elsewhere? It's not going to work like that. Tell me what are the benefits of me teaching this particular student. They can't. So that's why it's time for me to move on. Number five, match those benefits to the other person's wants. So if they want this, they get the benefits. So how can I... uh, so if, uh, let's just say if a little boy wants ice cream and how can he benefit from getting that ice cream? Like, you know what? You could continuously get ice cream every Friday, every you know what? I'll make that every Monday, Wednesday. Oh, that's too much sugar. I'll make it every Monday and Friday. You go outside, play with your friends. However, you're going to have to perform chores around the house in terms of making your bed, cleaning up your bedroom, doing this, doing that. If you do that, I promise you, you will have one dollar. Left in your stocking for the month of December for every day. And you could go out and buy whatever you want. Oh, my God. Trust me, man. It's Christmas. Man, children will kill to do something like that. And, of course, number six, the last one. When you make your request, put it in a form. Okay? And that's basically going to convey to the other person the idea that he personally will benefit. Now, this could work, obviously, in work, uh, work-related work environments. And this could work at home, too. It's like, uh, it's like this. Quote, John, we have customers coming in tomorrow, and I need the stock room cleaned out. So sweep it out. Put the stock in neat piles on the shelves and polish the counter. You see, that's kind of like an order, right? But instead, you can express the same idea by showing the benefits of what John will receive. John! We have a job that should be completed right away. If it is done now, we won't be faced with it later. I am bringing some customers in tomorrow to show our facilities. I would like to show them the stock room, but it is in poor shape. If you could sweep it out, put the stock in neat piles on our shelves, and polish the counter, it would make us look efficient, and you will have done your part to provide a company or a good company image. Now, will John be happy about doing what you suggest? Probably not. Probably not very, very happy. But happier than if you just pointed out your personal benefits. Am I right? It is naive to believe, guys. You always get a favorable reaction from the particular people who are you're, you're suggesting these things to. The approach is everything. But the experience of most people show. And it shows that you are more likely to change the attitudes. Okay? And if you can use these principles, I can tell you right now out of every, what probably at least out of every one out of 10, that person will be gladly to do it. Why? Because it benefits them, and you're not looking after yourself first. You're looking after the benefits of that particular individual. So make the other person happy about doing the thing you suggest. Got it? So with that being said, people, that is the end. Oh my God, even though I was recorded for that long, I'm surprised it actually went up to 17 minutes. Anyways, guys, that is the end of this book. I'll have the full book review tomorrow. It's a little bit of a sad moment, although this book wasn't the you know real, real big favorite, but it was one of my one of the books that there were some chapters that actually helped me in terms of uh, my people skills. So if you guys have any questions, I'll be more than happy to do this. I really want to put a book review on because apparently. SoundCloud has a lot of book reviews up there, and they have thousands upon thousands of plays. And a lot of people are still tuning in to my Dale Carnegie book review on how to stop worrying and start living crazy plays. So, I want to do a book review on this one. And yeah, we're going to just keep on rolling and keep on rolling. So, guys, with that being said, thanks for tuning in to another pre recorded podcast of The Arsenio Buck Show. As always, you know who it is. Over and out.